first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Benjamin Price, and today we will be talking about Santiago of the Seas, Radioactive, The Healer, Words on the Bathroom Wall, and Dragon, Rescue Riders, Secrets of the Songling. First, we're going to hear Zoe's interview with Nikki Lopez about Santiago of the Seas. Hi everyone, I'm Zoe Canelo, reporting for Kids First and Zoe at the Movies. Today I'm here with the wonderful creator and executive producer of the new animated TV series from Nickelodeon, Santiago of the Sea. Hi Nikki, how are you? Good, so nice to meet you, Zoe. Yeah, where are you right now? Uh, this is San Juan, although I'm not actually there. <laughs> I'm in LA, um, but I'm going to give myself the illusion that I'm back home in Puerto Rico. <laughs> you started very young on Nickelodeon as an intern, and you have evolved, and now look at where you are. Um, so when did you know in your career that this is what you wanted to do as a career? Oh, gosh. Well, truthfully, I, I feel like this has all been an incredible, wonderful surprise. When I started off as an intern and and later on I became a PA, you know, I was I was sitting taking notes in the writer's room and I saw all these executives and and showrunners and none of them looked like me. So, you know, you think like I don't I don't have the capacity to do that, you know, having my doubt and all that kind of stuff. But as I progressed in my journey in animation, I eventually uh, went in to do uh, painting, color design. Um, through that period where I, I had like, all these ideas were starting to come in and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a chance. I'm gonna take a leap of faith. And here I am, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yes, and well, you started as a color stylist. Um, and I feel like you have such a special connection with colors. So how has that kind of helped your creative work um, or world? You know what? Every I feel like everything just stems from home and what I was used to growing up. Um, that color sensibility, it was the, the combinations of color and the world that I was seeing. So I, I naturally allowed that to continue going when I was color designing on other shows, but in Santiago, because it is inspired by by home, by by what I, you know, by, by Puerto Rico and old San Juan, it was very easy to, to uh, echo that color sensibility from, from the true inspiration to, you know, this iteration. So this is in, the Caribbean. So why do you think pirates have such, like among young children, they're so popular and a lot of children really like them. Why do you think that children really I, like them? It gets that, that sense of ex exploration and adventure in the wide open sea that you can travel to new magical places and, and learn uh, from, from different perspectives, different cultures. I think there's something there that's that's very sweet and interesting 
And I mean, gosh, traveling out at sea in old pirate times, there were always these legends of creatures like mermaids or sea dragons. So it, it seems exciting. It seems like an exciting lore to explore. Um, and how cool that, you know, I, I get the opportunity to do that, but having a Latino pirate hero in the center. Yeah, I love pirate. Well, when I remember when I was watching Nickelodeon, there's a lot of pirate things that I've always liked. Pirates and just, it's always been almost, I don't know, there's so much fun to watch. So finally, yeah. um, we've seen a lot of changes in this industry over the past five years. So how do you think the future of kid shows are going to be? I, I hope that the future of kid con content, it continues to to be more diverse and inclusive of, of different voices, uh, of voices that we didn't get to see before. Um, and I hope that, that we take more risks uh, in the animation industry to talk about subjects that are happening in, in the real world and and how we can we can come together to support each other. Uh, now is the time more than ever to to make a change. Nikki, thank you so much for talking with me out of last. Make sure to check out Santiago of the Sionic Junior during fall. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we just finished hearing Zoe's interview about Santiago of the Seas. And right now, we're going to switch gears to my interview with Sam Riley about Radioactive. Hello, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First. And today, I'm interviewing Sam Riley, who plays Pierre Curie in the new film Radioactive. What about the script and Marjan's vision for the project drew you to it? I met Marjan, she was on the jury of a, of a film festival with my wife and we got on really well. She's a very funny um, and cool lady. So I really wanted to work with her. And Rosman's one of our best actresses, you know, British actresses or world actresses. So I really wanted to work with her too. So it was kind of a no, no brainer for me, but I realized Benjamin that I knew very little about Marie Curie and Pierre Curie until I read the script. And started, you know, we had to have science lessons and stuff. How's your science, Benjamin? That kind of leads into my next question, actually. Uh, so I know you both studied some amount of chemistry before the film. So yeah. but what's over your entire career, what's the most valuable skill you've picked up while preparing for a role? That's a good question. I don't know how valuable they are, but one of the cool things about the job is that you do get taught stuff and get taught it really quickly by really good people. So when I learned to horse ride for a film, I'd probably sat on a horse like once or twice in my life. So on the Monday, I learned to sit on it, and by Friday, I was galloping on it, you know, and that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Sword fighting, guns, <laughs> you know, there's some, pretty, there's some pretty neat stuff. I'm not sure whether sword fighting or riding a horse is very useful in day to day, but it's a cool, it's a cool trick to have in your bow. What is the key? So uh, radioactive in many ways is kind of a love story between your character and Rosamund's Mary Curie. What's the key to developing a believable romantic dynamic with a person you haven't worked with before? Well, I think both of you have to really 
And this happened with Rosalind. I think we both really loved the parts we were playing and we both really admired them as people and, and the relationship they managed to have. Um, and it helps if, if she's, you know, if they're good actors, because then even if they, you know, there's a lot of stories, apparently, you know, this wasn't the case on this movie, Benjamin, I should say, but with people who couldn't stand each other, who really looked like they really adored each other on camera. So it's, you don't necessarily have to, but it helps. But when you're working with a really good actor and you're looking at them and you believe what they're saying to you, you believe them as the person and then you believe yourself to be the person. And it, there's not really a lot of, it's, it's a lot harder if you're working with someone who's not so good. Not that I've had that experience much, but if you're working with someone great, it's really, it just, it just happens really easy. In preparing for your roles, what did you find out about the person you were playing that was most surprising? And how did that affect your performance? I think the way he, it wasn't so much in the script, but the way he was raised by his mom and dad was really unusual in those times. They were, they didn't send him to school. You know, they taught him at home. He wasn't very academic at first, but they didn't put a lot of pressure on him. They didn't sort of think he's got to pass this test. So we've got to make him understand this and that and that. They let him, explore they let him he he found a natural interest in nature outside so they said okay well we'll let him play outside and look at the nature and then he got more curious and then the more curious he got which all kids are the more they realized he had this actually a really extraordinary talent for for physics and and numbers and he was fascinated by crystals that was one of the things that got him into it as a child so Hmm. that says something you know doesn't don't, listen, don't always listen to your teachers, Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parents were the original homeschoolers. Exactly, yeah. Pre-lockdown homeschooling. Have you been doing that? Yeah. Uh, we had virtual classes. A little bumpy, but less work on my parents. Okay. Yeah, well, true. But you're doing this very well. Is this not your Thank first you. interview, is it? Uh, not my first rodeo, but no, hopefully not tell. my last either. No, I hope not. You're doing it really well. Well, uh, thank you so much for talking with me today. Don't forget to check out Radioactive coming to Amazon Prime on July 24th. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Magic School Bus Blast Off. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've just finished hearing interviews about Santiago of the Seas and Radioactive. And next we'll be hearing Zoe's interview with Paco Aranjo on The Healer. Hey everyone, I'm Zoe Fanella, reporting for Kids First, and today I'm so excited to be sharing with all of you this extra special interview with Paco Arango, who is the writer and director of this film called The Healer. Now this interview um, is extra special to me because, well first of all, there's so many true stories behind this incredible film that you might have not even realized, so please join me to hear this interview and everything that Paco has to say about his film, The Healer. Hey everyone, I'm Zoe Canella reporting for Kids First and Zoe at the Movies. Today I'm so excited because I'm talking to the wonderful Paco Arango. How are you? I'm good. Good to talk to you. Good to hear. Um, the Healer is a very special film. Um, not only because of the message, but also because I feel like this film can actually heal people. And this film was number one on Netflix and it's 100% charitable, which is amazing. And you did donated no, $13.5 million. Holy moly, that's a lot of money. Holy moly, yeah. It was a dream. It was a dream to create a film that could be really 100% for children. Um, I've worked with children with cancer uh, for the past 20 years. Um, and it started as a very crazy dream. My family didn't want me to do the film because they thought I was nuts. Uh, and now there's got to be a lot of more crazy people like me. Because um, it first came out in 2017 and it started, started going country to country, Spain, Mexico, Central America, all the way down to Italy, and successfully generating um, audience and money. And finally, the States was the final, well, the final, the final prize. And when the movie came out in uh, about a year ago, it didn't do much. It kind of just sizzled out, you know? And I figured, well, it's the States. It's a very hard market. That's what it is. And there you go, little by little, you know, this, this whole horrible pandemic has put us in home, you know, and, and the movie slowly started creeping up in Netflix. And one day they called me and they said, I just saw your movie in Netflix. And I said, how in God's name did you find me in Netflix? You know? And um, it got to number one in, in early June. A little miracle, a little miracle. Yes. Um, the fact that you donated these profits is just, it's amazing. And you were also a singer. I think you released five albums as well. So why did you want to start filmmaking? Well, first of all, I used to sing a while ago. <laughs> um, and um, I wanted to change my life. I wanted to, you know, when you're singing and when you're, when you're, you're really in front of the, of the, of the screen, um, the popularity sounds like a lot of fun, but it's very intrusive. Um, and I figured that um, if I did films, I could be as happy and not be in front of the curtain. Um, doing films was my dream, you know, because it encompasses music, encompasses light, encompasses acting, so many things that I, that I cherish. 
And I went for it, and I went for it, and um, I still composed the last song in the healer's mind that is sang by a 16 year old, but it's fine. So, so music's like a girlfriend. You never break up, mm -hmm. but, uh, um, but it's on the side. Do you still sing? Yes, I do. I do. Once in a while, I do. Um, when something really touches my heart, um, I do. And it's nice. It's nice to sing because, because you want to, not because you have to. Yes. Um, and you also have this organization that you created called Aladina. Can you tell us more about this organization? It sounds so cool. Yeah, I started as a volunteer in the year 2001. And my idea was going once a week for a couple of hours to a children's uh, cancer ward. And it literally took over my life. I started going every day after two months. Um, I shouldn't be there and I kept going. Finally, I was accepted. And um, two years later, when I was going every day, I started doing things that were not done by other organizations. Some things that were done in the States, like teen rooms. Teen rooms are, for example, uh, rooms in hospitals where teenagers can have their own privacy within a hospital, which is amazing because you know teenagers need you know they have two problems obviously cancer but spending every single day with your parents can be a little bit nuts so so it's a way of giving them some hope. So I created my own foundation. It's called Aladina. It's like Aladdin with an A, Aladina, O-R-G, and um, it's 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 my life. It's uh, we we tend to ten thousand children every year. We we make hospitals a better place, and uh, and so many more things. Um, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing that we do. It sounds so amazing, and I love that you do all this special stuff for children as well. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Right now, we're hearing Zoe's interview with Paco Aranjo on the Healer. Let's continue. The character Alec Bailey is the qualities. What were you mainly looking for for the actor to actually play this character? Well, the film, the film for those who haven't seen it, is about a man who's got the gift of healing and doesn't want it. Okay, I've always wanted the gift of healing. People want to fly and be invisible. I wanted to heal, and he's a handsome guy. And and the the when he decides he doesn't want the gift, like in story, like in fairy tales, well, the gift goes away. And it's a teenager, a very sick teenager with cancer, that, that says, "I don't believe in healers." My parents think you're a healer. You and I are gonna fake it, and when I leave, nobody's gonna say anything. <laughs> okay. So this girl changes his his mind. So I needed an actor that could portray our very humane uh, man, who at the beginning you think he's a big jerk, and as the movie goes along, you start to understand that he suffered some pain too. Yes, that's made him. That's 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 made him kind of a, a jerk, but on a defensive way, you know. And, and I think, you know, because even though the movie is called The Healer and it is about healing people, I am really talking about healing the soul. You know, I, think, I think we all need, especially now with what's going on, you know, we need somebody to heal our soul. You know? And I think we've all, all, in our lifetimes, we encounter people that really make a difference and, and, and get us out of a, a black hole where, where we might be. And that's, I needed an actor that could portray that. I think he did amazing. I love the film, by the way. I thought it was Good. amazing. Um, and yeah, Caitlin Bernard, who played Abigail, which was the sick girl, she was amazing. Um, what do you, how do you think Abigail impacts Alec to really want to heal people? So much so. Let me tell you a quick thing about Abigail is the character, the name of the character, and that was not the name that I wrote when I wrote the script. Um, she had another name, but when I got to Canada, 
um, I met a mother whose daughter had just passed away. She was 18 and her name was Abigail. So um, I, I asked permission to call her Abigail. So the poem that the Abigail, the actress, reads in the movie is actually a poem by Abigail. Um, I did a casting for, I, I think I saw 500 teenagers in Canada and found Caitlin, who's amazing. And it's critical. This, this girl is, let me just remind you of one phrase uh, that, uh, that, that at one point she says, you know, they're talking about heaven, you know, and, and Alec clearly tells her he doesn't believe in heaven. You know? and, and, and then Abigail says, you know, when I get there, I'm going to scare the beep out of you because <laughs> I'm going to come after you, you know. Um, so she clearly zaps him. She clearly saps him and makes him understand that there's something much more important in life other than your personal interests. Yes. Okay, now to wrap everything up, you dedicated this film to Paul Newman. Um, not a lot of people knew that he was actually a philanthropist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, he, he was an amazing man, Zoe. Uh, Paul Newman was so popular that he decided to create uh, a, a, a line of food called Newman's Own, where the popcorn's really popular, the salad dressing's really popular, and all that money goes to charity. This actor, angel of a man, who passed away 10 years ago, unfortunately, but the company's still generating money, has donated to date in excess of $850 million. Wow. That's, you know, exactly. So, you know, so at the end of the movie, I say, you know, healers do exist. And Paul Newman was one of them, you know what I mean? Because even though everyone, would get, everyone wants to get cured of their ailments, um, it's really the soul that I'm talking about when I say the healer. And certainly Paul Newman did, did, did a good job. Yes, thank you so much, Paco. I had such an amazing time talking to you. Everyone, make sure to check out The Healer on Netflix. It's out already. And thank you so much once again. I love the film. Thank you, Zoe. Pleasure talking to you. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Magic School Bus Blast Off. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been hearing a bunch of interviews, Santiago of the Seas and Radioactive and The Healter. And next we'll be talking with Heather about the upcoming film Words on the Bathroom Wall. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, pretty good. So let's get into it. What is this movie about? Oh, so it's about Adam, and he suffers from schizophrenia. And so he moves to a Catholic school where he meets Maya, and then Maya tries to help him, and then he meets all these like wonderful characters. And we also see the voices that Adam hears. And it's just like his whole journey of dealing with his schizophrenia and not letting him get, it, get him down. You mentioned that the main character uh, has schizophrenia. How do they sort of depict that visually? And did you think they did a good job of showing that? Oh, they did a beautiful job because it was clean. We see, we actually meet the characters and the voices that he hears in his mind. He has Rebecca, he has Joaquin, and he has the bodyguard. And they're just like these wild personalities. And then we also see a black cloud that taunts him and gives him like suicidal thoughts and everything and it's just crazy but these characters provide humor to the film without making fun of the illness itself which was a really hard thing to do and it was just gorgeous to see that sounds really interesting from the trailer um i i mean that's i imagine that's pretty challenging when you're making a movie about something that is so um, not tangible. So, uh, I gather from the trailer that this movie has elements of like romance to it, uh, between yes. the two main characters. So, did you think they had like good chemistry? Were they believable? Stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Because Maya's just like this really sarcastic girl, and Adam meets her on the first day of school, and she actually helps him deal with the schizophrenia. And then they just fall in love over the course of the film. And then the ending is gorgeous between them two. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it was such a down-to-earth romance. And I loved it. So I'm gathering you liked the movie. But overall, how would you, uh, what'd you think of it? I thought it was beautiful. The performances were amazing. They were not overdone. But it was true to the storyline. And they portrayed mental illness in teenagers which is not a conversation that we have often. So to see it done so well so that young kids can see this and just relate to it and then know that we can help those around us who have mental disorders is just a really tough thing to do. And I, I recommend it for like any teenager at all. Okay. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we've been talking about 
Santiago of the Seas. We've been talking about radioactive. We've been talking about the heel turf. And right now, let's continue with our interview with Heather about words on the bathroom wall. So you were just talking about how much you like the performances. Um, I know I recognize Taylor Russell from Waves, and I thought she was great in that. And so uh, I was wondering, both of the, how were both of the two lead performances in this, and which performance was your favorite um, in the film? Definitely my favorite would have to be Charlie because that is such a hard role to take on of being schizophrenic and then putting yourself into that mentality. And he, he talks to his therapist, which we never see because we, the audience, are the therapist. So it was just so, such great scenes. And there was one time that he cries and it was just one tear rolling down his cheek and that was so impactful. And then Taylor, too, also, her performance was great. She was sarcastic. She was funny. And her timing with her lines was just really, really great, too. But overall, Charlie would have to be my favorite. <laughs> and um, so one of the things that they uh, were kind of showing uh, that the score is done by a pop group uh, called Chainsmokers. Um, yeah. And, uh, how was the music in the movie? Uh, yeah. No, that was really interesting to me. Huh. Yeah, like like the timing throughout the film, and then a lot of it occurs when we hear the voices, and then it's fun because all these scenes are going on, and then you have the music playing around, which adds more effect to the film, whether it's like a sad scene or just a fun, happy moment for them. So I really like that, too. I just like this whole film is just awesome all around. And uh, for those who aren't familiar, like, how does the movie sort of define schizophrenia and how does it affect the main character? Um, so he has to take his medication and then that medication really does impact his illness and we see the voices sort of going away. But then the side effects of the medicine also affect Adam himself and he has to choose sort of over his future or his sanity. And then he has like that internal conflict throughout the whole film of, should I become a cook, which is his dream, or can I be sane? I gotta say, this is actually, this sounds really good. Um, who is, so you talked about your favorite performance. Um, I'm just gonna do those, like a quick rapid fire. Who is your favorite character? Um, I'd have to say Father Patrick, just because I love, the actor Andy Garcia, so I just like yeah. a lot in power. <laughs> I love Andy Garcia; he's great. And favorite scene? Oh, there's one that Adam's just like tied down in a mental hospital, and then he has like this like rush of emotions, and then he's yelling at his mm. family, and he's yelling at the voices in his head, and that I started crying during that scene because Adam's performance and Charlie's performance was just so fantastic. So I know you're getting the chance, well, by the time this comes out, you will have already gotten the chance, but I know you're, uh, you ha you're getting the chance to talk to some of the cast and crew behind this movie. Uh, what are you most excited to talk to them about? Um, so I'm an actress, so I'm really excited to talk to them about how they got into this mentality of the character and how they prepared for the role and then what was it like filming the scenes that were, like that scene at that they're at the hospital or their first kiss or the prom scene. So I, I want to see... What was it like for them? And especially Charlie getting into this schizophrenia mentality, too. Sounds like there's a lot of, like, pretty defining moments going on here. So, um, 
Yeah. What is the lesson of uh, words on the bathroom wall? Or, like, moral, I guess. The moral is to never, ever let a disease define you. Like, at the end of the film, we see how Adam still struggles with his schizophrenia, but he still keeps going, and he doesn't give up, and he is taking care of himself, and he learns that his mental illness is, like, no boundary for him. How familiar uh, were you with schizophrenia prior to seeing the movie, and how did the movie sort of enhance your understanding of it? So I, I took biology, so I kind of knew, like, about diseases and stuff. So we had touched schizophrenia lightly, but then this film really takes you, and we see visually what Adam goes through in his head. And his mom says how hard it is that she can't be in his head with him, but we can be. So we see through the eyes of what schizophrenia does. And uh, finally, what star rating and age rating would you give this film? I have to give it a five out of five stars because it was just that phenomenal. And I recommend it for ages 14 to 18 just for, like, to understand the concept and gravity of the situation. Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. This movie sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. All right. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin Price, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Magic School Bus Blast Off. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Santiago of the Seas, Radioactive, The Healter, and we just finished talking about words on the bathroom wall. Right now, we'll be talking with one of our newest critics, Katie, calling in from Scotland about Dragon's Rescue Riders, Secrets of the Song. Uh, so let's get into it. So what is this, uh, what is this special about? 
Dragon's Rescuer's Secret of the Songwing is about a songwing dragon named Melodia who uses her beautiful singing voice to hypnotise the town of Hutskolor. And when two of the members of the Dragon's Rescue Riders are hypnotised, the rest of the gang have to help try and save their friends and the rest of the town of Hutskolor. So I understand this is a spin-off from the DreamWorks How to Train Your Dragon movies, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. Uh, Going into the special, were you a fan of those movies? Oh, well, in the books they're based on, and how familiar w- were you with them? Um, I had watched the TV series on Netflix. So was, um, that, a, was that it? Yeah, sorry. Uh, and as, as someone who's seen the TV series, do you think, so I haven't seen any of the Rescue Riders, do you think someone who's not familiar with it could still enjoy the special? Yes, definitely. It was a really enjoyable film. And there's a lot of dragons in this special. Uh, Aggro, Purple, Cutter, many more. Definitely quite an imagination when it comes to the names. Which of the dragons were your favorite and why? Um, I really enjoyed Purple. He was very funny and slightly... Different from the rest. Okay. Uh, can you elaborate that on, on, on that a little bit? How he was different? Verbal is different because he can sometimes get words mixed up. Like, if I say something like sea and sea, like the waves see, and I can see something. And his personality is um, very funny. Cool. So, uh, this is pretty cool voice cast. You got Melodia, who you mentioned in the summary of the special that just came out of Hamilton. That's one of the people from that, Renee Elise Goldsberry. Can you talk a little bit about well, what you thought of the voice cast overall and uh, what were some of the performances you most enjoyed? I really enjoyed Renee Elise Goldsberry, as you mentioned. Um her singing voice just makes me really happy every time I listen to it. The rest of the cast were also amazing, featuring Zach Callison and Sky Jackson from Funked and Jesse. Cool. Yeah, no, I, uh, I remember Jesse. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Santiago of the Seas, Radioactive, The Heel Turf, words on the bathroom wall, and right now I'm talking with Katie, one of our newest film critics, about Dragon's Rescue Rider's Secrets of the Songwing, which is a new Netflix special and a spinoff from the Dragon's Rescue Rider's series. So in your review, you talk about uh, a lot about what you thought of the animation. Um, Can you sort of talk about that? The animation was really incredible. There were a few parts of the film where there, where the sound seemed out of sync with the characters' mouths, but the overall was very, very good. Yeah, uh, this is DreamWorks, so I mean, they they usually kind of deliver, right? This is what they do. Yeah, definitely. What was your favorite part of the special? My favorite part of this special has to be the very start where 
um, one of the girls, Layla, is showing you around the town and she sings a really nice song. And you said you watched some of the Rescue Riders series, or all of it, correct? Yeah. Uh, would you recommend? Would you recommend that as well? Uh, I would um, some of our listeners. I would definitely recommend it as well. Cool. Well, we all got a lot of time on our hands right now, so yeah. just giving us more content. There you go. Uh, what's the lesson of this special, if there is one? The message of the story is that you shouldn't use one of your greatest qualities, like being able to sing like Melodia can, to make everyone do what you want them to. Okay. And so I talked a little bit about the dragons. Uh, who's your favorite of the rider characters? I really enjoyed Dak's performance. He was, as well as Purple, he was very funny, had a different personality from the rest, very similar to Purple, so. Okay, well, you got one. They fit. Cool. And what uh, age rating would you give this film and why? And would you recommend this to younger audience? I would give this film a five out of five stars as it is a very enjoyable film to watch. And I would rate it for ages 4 to 13, but it is also a family-friendly film, so adults would also enjoy it. And all right, well, uh, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. Get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Magic School Bus Blast Off. I'm Benjamin Price. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.